to a very special episode of Geek Cinema Podcast, a podcast where my friends and I have a conversation over geeky, nerdy, and fanboy or fangirl movies alike. We're not experts or an educational podcast. We're just a group of friends who like talking about sci-fi, fantasy, horror, and superhero movies. My name is Everett, and this episode is all about me. <laughs> um, our friend of the show, Kyle, former uh, popular cast member, after a long break, is back, and he requested we do my top ten movies of all time. And so I made a list and brought them upon my friends Kyle and Matt to talk about. Uh, we talk about that. We go over what's been going on in each other's lives uh, as far as movies go. And there are major spoilers in this podcast, believe it or not, for Mission Impossible 2, Friday the 13th, the original, and the John Wick trailer, as well as minor spoilers for Sleepaway Camp UHF, the 2009 Star Trek movie, Evil Dead 2, Army of Darkness, and Back to the Future 2. And everyone, if you enjoy this podcast, please head over to iTunes and leave us a review and subscribe. And you can also check out the links in our show notes to our Patreon and our social media handles. Without further ado, let's go listen to Everett's Top 10, featuring Matt and Kyle. Enjoy the conversation. Yeah, I'm, turn I'm really quiet in my own ears, but I guess I don't... There we go. Ooh, that's yeah. That's, that's nice. Mm. Unique New You're York. turning me up. No, I was turning up his mic. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's why. He's, he's a little more hot in the cans now. <laughs> oh, I'm hot in the cans. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle, you're back. I am back. Guess how What's long up? it's been. <laughs> oh, I didn't see. do the math. Sixty-two years. I or did. What is actually. that fucking thing? <laughs> Eighty-two. I think. Eighty-two uh, it years. It has been nine months. Right. Thirty-six hours. Nine million. <laughs> For you, thirty-six <laughs> hours probably. Well, you see, Everett. That would um, be a day. <laughs> you know, that would be. A, it would be please a explain yourself. <laughs> After much. Uh, all the cries from the audience and the uh, listeners who are just begging for more and more, I finally decided to come back. But, oh, man, the blogs. Have you seen the blogs? Yeah, some hate mail as well, you know, threats to my family. The blogs like are ablaze in, in, <laughs> in just complete the riot of, of Kyle's missing in action yeah, behavior. Yeah. But I can't explain why. The last time I was on the podcast, do you know when that was? Um, I'm looking back. I believe it was um, Justice League. Yeah. So the <laughs> that the fucking physical trash fire. and emotional and mental pain that that movie caused me, <laughs> as well as having to talk about it for <laughs> like two hours after that. Just I couldn't talk about another movie with another human being for nine literal months. So, so after gotcha. after okay. some some uh, recuperation from that, I've I finally. Made my peace with it, so. Well, I keep debating re- revisiting that, but I have. I yeah, have to do you know, so. on uh, on it's actually on HBO right now, yeah. and so it's right next to there's Justice League, and then right below it is, is it. it. <laughs> so I'm like, man, I can't decide which movie would be more terrifying to watch. So, <laughs> <laughs> like I, that's the uh, fucking truth. And so I haven't gotten around to rewatching either. So well, yeah, you had uh, showed up before that on in just like. Just a few episodes before that for the Mummy, oh. right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah the old the one. Uh-huh. Yeah, I thought you meant the Tom Cruise one. Mm-hmm. Oh no, no, no! Let's not go there. <laughs> uh, no, so yeah, you've been gone nine months. Yeah. So yeah. so that that means it's catch up time. 
So lightning round. Oh boy. I need your thoughts on Baby Driver. I loved it. Good. Uh, Spirited Away. Never seen it. <laughs> Last Jedi, which uh, we, we read your thoughts on that. And that was fucking... Yes, okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> you want to defend yourself. No, we said lightning round. Lightning okay. round. Uh, real quick. Okay. So I rewatched it recently, and some of the problems I have with it still stand out, but a lot of the just like jarring changes that like came about that were so different from the um, Force Awakens, I've, I'm okay with now, but there's still some big problems that I have with it. So still not my favorite, but... Um, it was like my fourth. I ranked the Star Wars movie. It's like my fifth, four, or fourth favorite out of all of them. So, mm. so just, not bad. It's good. Just below Phantom Menace. Uh, no, Phantom Menace still number one. But uh, <laughs> no, I'm your kidding. favorite? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, <laughs> okay. um, number two. But, uh, <laughs> and, then, and then we ended the year. And what was your favorite movie of the year? Um, I think I put Logan as my favorite movie. Mm, of the year. I do remember reading that. Yeah. Yeah, and it hasn't changed since uh, seeing Brigsby Bear. No, which Brigsby probably would have made it into the top ten, so it would have booted out something. Okay. It would it would have booted out Dunkirk because I've kind of realized like, I it's Dunkirk is very good visually and like a cinematography, but like would I want to watch it again? Like probably not. So did not deserve the Oscar for best sound mixing. Oh, definitely no, not. To state. So um, uh, so Brigsby sure. probably would have kicked that one out. So. Spider Man two thousand two. Um. That's the first one, mm-hmm. right? Sam Good. Army. Good. Love Spider-Man it. Spider Man 2. Good. Love it even more. Spider Man 3. The best. Pretty bad, but I still <laughs> still holds a place in my heart as a child. <laughs> you know, so it's good. My... Cloverfield. Um, awesome. Terrible. Mm. Shut up, man. <laughs> awesome. Um, okay. Black Panther. Fantastic. Oh, I loved it. Very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you have a place on it? Like, is it in your top five of the MCU? Um, I released I, I I released my MCU list weeks ago for our Infinity War podcast, and listeners mm-hmm, can go back and hear mm-hmm, that because mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. sure they want to. I know it's in my top five of the year. Phone is causing a hum. But let me. Mine is. Oh, I'm sorry. While you're searching for that, what about Cloverfield Paradox? I hated that yeah. movie. Wow. It was. I think it's in my top five worst of the year. <laughs> it was. Damn. Just terrible, and I—I I know you guys liked it. I think I thought it was enjoyable. Yeah, and it wasn't I, necessarily I it, a good was, movie, yeah. but yeah. it was fun. Yeah, I just—I don't get the whole anthology thing. Like you guys are super into that. I never watched the Twilight Zone, so mm. so mm. I don't get the whole like let's make super different movies, but somehow they're in the same universe. So Black Panther is number three of my MCU. Wow, so that's yeah, high. I liked it a lot. I think it's number four. For I me. might just have what's what's above. I might that? still be in the hype of it. And so I might have to like see Black Panther two or something like that, I, or rewatch some older find, ones. I don't know. What's his it, Chadwick Boseman? Boseman. Boseman. Mm-hmm. His performance is just fucking like magnetic. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. yeah, it's good. Yeah, I love him. It was just, mm-hmm. yeah. it's good. It's good. All right. Uh, uh, Shape of Water. Oh, I loved it. Um, fish sex. Yeah, I'm not a huge fan of all the fish sex. Did but not. Not, not that I'm not a fan of it, but it was just fish like. Sex. Did not bump. Necessary? Did not bump Logan down to number two. Which, well, I didn't see that in 2017. Right. And so, but it is a 2017 movie, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. I didn't put it on my list. Right. No, of course I'm saying at all. You didn't see Brigsby before either, so. True. Um. Would it have made your top ten? Yes or no? Yeah. Yeah. Pacific Rim. Original? Yes. Loved it. Uprising. Sucked. <laughs> Ready Player One. <laughs> loved it. Yeah. Avengers well, liked it a lot. Infinity War. Um liked it best. liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. Liked it a lot. I would say I would say loved it. Yeah. Okay. I would say loved okay. it. Okay. Top top good. five? Do you want him to snap his fingers? 
Mm-hmm. It's in my top ten of the year, as so okay. far. So yeah. Um, summer box office bets. What? Are, how are you feeling so far? Uh, man, that is gonna be a wreck. I'm just gonna give you five dollars <laughs> today. Just, what about? You know, what, there's what about, no chance. What about you, Solo? Did you Did you watch Solo? I did. I liked it a lot. <laughs> okay. Um, not. Not the best Star Wars entry. Um, I think I I think I liked it more than Rogue One. Did you like it more than Last Jedi? No, I liked no. Last Jedi more. Okay. But still, I think it was very good. It depends on mm-hmm. what they do with the character. Like if they make another two solo movies, then it's really going to morph know. into like if the they make, Darth a, make Maul another two, then it's not a solo movie anymore. Exactly, nah. solo two that makes no sense. Yeah, it's a trio movie. <laughs> Duo. Uh, the next one's called Duo. <laughs> Dose. Um. So, uh, yeah, you you put I believe Christopher Robin at number three. Oh, yeah, man. I want to see that so bad. I was banking. Is that made by Disney? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was banking on Disney and nostalgia and all that stuff, but I haven't really. I've been avoiding trailers for that one, so I don't know what it's gonna mm-hmm. even look like. Oh, it might do I well. Know the, it, the, but it does not come out till August. <laughs> oh dang it. And I believe what was I thinking? there's no dates. I, I think uh, Labor Day is September 3rd. So there's basically no time in September for you to, Crap. to make, for the, yeah, to that make any gonna, money. That one's going to bomb. Dude, the, tra- for me. the trailers just like warm my heart and break my heart at the okay, same time. Okay, yeah, good. It's and I, good. Ewan McGregor, people love Ewan McGregor. The mm-hmm. only thing is, I, I think I may have told you already that the way they make the animals in it, it just looks like looks Ted like from oh. you know, the bear movie. And so it just somebody, somebody on the episode on I think it might it was either Seth or you said I think it was that me. Pooh looked kind of creepy. He yeah, does look kind of creepy, but like they've but if you look at the early trailer and the the more recent one, they've kind of changed him a little bit. Hmm. He looks a little bit more like he's got some light in his eyes and he's <laughs> fucking dead. <laughs> and I guess it makes sense that he's supposed to be like it's like what twenty or thirty years later, so he's like all ratty and dirty and stuff. But yeah, but they're not they don't age. I don't know. Princess Mononoke. Never seen it. Deadpool Shame. 2. Good, good. Um, Better than the first? Mm. It's hard. You liked it better than the first, right, Matt? Yes. I liked it better than the first. I can't I can't really. It's hard to compare the that two. That Celine Dion song? Yeah. So good. <laughs> anyway, it was really good. You already like talked about Solo. Jurassic Park. Jurassic World? <laughs> Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park, of course I love it. Lost World. No, you don't. Um, you love it more. I didn't rewatch that one, but I remember <laughs> loving it. Yeah, I just I didn't get around. What to about the that one. Jurassic Park three? Jurassic Park three, terrible, the best. worst one ever. Really? Wow. Uh, wow. yeah. Uh, worst. Uh, Jurassic World. I liked it a lot. Very good. Um, what about the sequel? Yeah. Jurassic World two, Fallen Kingdom. I not so much of a fan as you guys. I didn't hate it, but mm-hmm. it definitely felt it was an homage to the Lost World. So it was weird that like they remade a bad movie, yeah. kind of, but didn't really do it that much better. It was kind of like trying to trying to make trying using some of those concepts, and we're like, we're gonna make a better movie. Actually, but. yeah, it was like, but, but we didn't like the concepts of it. That's actually the best thing. Like, I I think that studios should stop. I so I heard somebody make oh, a really good oh, point. Oh yeah, they I, should I know stop remaking the good ones, the good ones, and just remake the bad ones. Yeah, make them good. Oh, okay, that's what I was thinking with all these live action Disney films. I'd like to see more of the not necessarily the bad movies. I mean, Black Cauldron wasn't super well received. I'd love to see a, a live action of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then like the ones that weren't as successful, like the stuff from the seventies, like Sword Sword in the Stone, sure. which is in line to be made. I, it's they've in remade the Sword in the Stone like a thousand times. Just um, they've remade Robin Hood. <laughs> 
a thousand times we're about to get yeah. a fucking parkour uh, version which is oh, dumb as shit it looks so bad so much slow-mo <laughs> oh gosh what about but, uh ant-man and wasp i liked it um not not super I high saw up your on my review. MCs, i saw your but... review on uh on uh what's it called letter box yeah and, i had uh, a lot of negative things to say about it yeah. but i still liked it a lot if, if that I, makes I sense i believe it was three and a half stars is what i saw yeah i that was pretty pr- probably pretty harsh it could go to a four Thank you. I'll give it a four. Okay. I'll I'll, I'll be checking your litter box later tonight to make sure you changed it. <laughs> Keep me accountable for it. <laughs> I I loved it. I haven't gotten to talk about that. Were you not here for that? No, he wasn't. Oh my god, you've been gone. I I guess I heard you say two weeks earlier. I was just thinking that uh, we didn't do an episode this week. Um, no, I've been gone two weeks. Like, wow. Yeah. Uh, busy, I busy. loved Ant Man and Wasp. Like mm-hmm. it was easily as great as the original. Like mm-hmm. uh, I was just. So much fun. It was so charming. There was a lot. All the heart that fucking Steven Spielberg tries to put in his movie, like mm. fucking Peyton Reed put into Ant-Man and mm-hmm. Ant-Man and Wasp. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. there's so much heart. Yeah. For sure. My biggest problem with it, though, was that, like, the first one had the very specific, like, it was a heist movie feel to it, which makes perfect sense for a character like Ant-Man because you're thinking, like, what the heck's he going to do? But then a character who goes small, like, that's perfect for him. But that the Ant Man and Wasp didn't have like any, at least for me, didn't have any like specific genre that it like fit into. It was into, a chase you know? movie. It was a thriller. Yeah, it was a chase movie. Uh, what, yeah, what let's, is, it's like a let's play hot potato with yeah. this lab and. Oh God! What was that? <laughs> um, and with my, that cue, we're done. <laughs> my laptop had gone to sleep. Oh, <laughs> and so I was uh, resurrecting it. It's really loud. <laughs> I yeah. live. Yeah. Again. Pardon me. Um, yeah, only other podcast we've done, and I'm assuming, because you've said it for the other anime movies that within the last nine months, your name? No, I haven't watched it either. Gotcha. I, uh, yeah, freaking screw Tr- Seth and Trent, like, anime sucks. No, wow. I'm, just, I'm just kidding. All of our listeners don't. <laughs> Maybe you like anime. I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm just not into anime. I watched, I watched Ghost in the Shell, the animated version of it. It was and good. And you liked the live action more. I didn't watch the live action yet. Actually, I haven't just haven't gotten around right. to it. Just, but yeah, I'm not in a hurry to watch yeah. it just because based on what you guys have said about it. But no, I just haven't gotten into anime. So yeah, all the anime entries they're just hard to find. They're never streaming anywhere. They're never in theaters. So or almost never. Right. Um, so review some movies that I can watch. Jeez. Um, okay. Yeah. Well, first, I don't want to buy it. I, I wasn't to, crazy about your name. I, that's what we we talked about it. Have you listened to the podcast? Oh, you talked about me on the podcast? Oh, we talked about you on oh, the podcast. Boy. <laughs> oh, boy. Ouch. <laughs> You'll have Shit. to go back and listen I'll to that. I'll have to go back and Cause, listen. Because I guess you texted Aaron. Aaron, yeah, Aaron was like, what did you think of your Aaron name? Aaron texted Seth, and Seth <laughs> deep divulged. Yeah, that's fine. I, I get, I, you, there's all my feelings. Like, I just didn't, I didn't, it seemed too far-fetched, and, like, it's supposed to be romantic, but it didn't feel ro- like if it was meant to be romantic. Why? I don't know. It just didn't. It felt very hollow. Go listen. We'll we'll see if we can convince you otherwise. Okay. Uh. So, Kyle. Yeah. You do deserve your ba- your your birthday spankings, though, since we missed your birthday. <laughs> um, it was like four months ago. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If you had been on the podcast, uh, you wouldn't have gotten any because we would just said happy birthday. Um. Oh. But. Since you weren't, you deserve birthday spankings in a metaphorical birthday sure, spankings, okay. of course. Uh, so um, he's going to tell you his top however old you are movies. We're, 27, 32. I've got a little a, a little gift oh, uh, for, 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 for you guys and the listeners. 
Um, I want to take you back to last year when we did an episode over Atomic Blonde, oh, which was a, no. a lovely episode, um, <laughs> and where where I made a, I, I made a mistake on 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 podcast. Uh, and if, for the listeners who didn't know, we were talking about a movie based in Europe, based on a, a graphic novel based in Europe, and this is we were talking about gra- reading comics and stuff, and this is what I did. Definitely not fucking Nick Cage. Yeah, with normal, uh, or, or oh my god, that is definitely not the right <laughs> way to say that. Um, with uh, <laughs> with um, American characters. <laughs> Normal. <laughs> yeah, normal voices. Right. Yeah, everyone else is weird. Right. Oh my god. I don't know why I would. Racist. your inheritance. You better, <laughs> you better cut that out before somebody kills your father. our UK listeners, we apologize forever. It's blatant racism. Oh, American, because yeah. I'm an American. Wow. I just. It's just <laughs> everything's American. Kyle, Everybody we need, speaks a, we need a team We're together now to uh, bring down Everett. <laughs> oh, man. So I uh, evidently made a mistake there by using the word normal when I should not have used America the word normal. Rules. Uh, Did but somebody I, attack you for this? No, I mean, besides you guys. Okay. <laughs> Specifically, I hear Kyle in there uh, making fun of me for yeah, the statement. Yeah, I was. Um, but I, I want to say at least I was, say, woke enough to, <laughs> oh, to catch man. myself... Uh, as it comes right across my lips, my mistake, I, I reached out and caught it by the tail and uh, corrected myself. Sure. Before the words came out. Right. Yeah. Unlike, yeah. Un- unlike this clip. Iron Man 2, I believe. So the next movie oh, yeah. we're going to do, Black Widow. we meet Black Widow, who is a Russian spy, who has <laughs> no Russian accent. No Russian accent. Unless ah, you no. say her full name and I... then she will... A, a what kind a of type regu- of accent? A regular, <laughs> normal American accent. Mm. Mm. Man, you had to go in the archives that to in, find that one. W- oh. <laughs> I don't know about going to the archives. Let's keep let's keep listening. Jesus Christ, what has he done? Uh, Which is funny because I I thought about this that in Warcraft, usually in fantasy movies, everyone has like British accents for some reason, even though they live in a different world. But in Warcraft, it was it just threw me off that it was the first like fantasy movie I've ever seen where everyone had an American accent. Like what? it was just like normal people. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a minute there I was like, oh, that's oh, not man. so bad. And yeah, then you, like, hey, you had Dang. to come back. Normal people. <laughs> that is way more incriminating. <laughs> uh, so, oh, sorry, man. listeners. Everett is officially not as racist as Kyle. Am I done with birthday spankings? Is that all? <laughs> That's all. This okay, thing. Good. <laughs> I was like, uh, he's about to just play all the all the blooper reels of me saying. Hey, terrible the blooper things. reels on the hundredth episode. I still go back and listen to that. Oh, that was the so best great. thing. Big recommend for if you haven't listened to that yet. So, <laughs> well, man, I appreciate that, Everett. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Throw me right under the bus. And I swear, I, I like when I first I'd go back and re-listen to episodes every once in a while. And I heard those, and I was like, <gasps> God. <gasps> so I wrote them Got down, him. and I swear, <laughs> I I can't can't guarantee it because I don't have the evidence with me. But I swear I've heard one from Matt, oh, and I'm I just sure. didn't write it down. Yeah, I'm sure. I swear <laughs> I heard it, but. But good luck. You know what? Good luck. I'll I'll let the listeners go do the work for me because I'm not going. If you you can find (laughs) it, I would love to hear it. (laughs) Wow, that was great. So, 
Matt, you oh. were, you asked me a question earlier. Yeah. Um, do you want to you about get... uh, why we didn't do an episode of a Brigsby Bear last night? Yeah. Um, because you you had to work, and then me and friend of the show Brandon Welch were gonna watch it also, and you said asked me if if we ended up watching it, just the two of us. Just the two of. We can make it if we cry. <laughs> oh, try. Try. Oh, Why did I say cry? <laughs> I've been crying a lot lately. It's you win. Uh, it's what I know. Um, no, so uh, <laughs> instead of that, me and Brandon went on the oh, good old Amazon Prime video and rented Mission Impossible 3. Mm. The next in the line of the Mission Impossible movies yeah. uh, for that I needed to watch because I had never watched any of those until this year. Three is definitely the best really mm-hmm. of, of all the mm-hmm. ones i've seen okay mm-hmm. it's jj's and it is awesome yeah it's so much better than one and two okay it is awesome the one was pretty good but it's definitely dated the only thing i remember from one is him doing the the drop down right with okay no i have seen one and two with the, then with the cable mm-hmm. okay. yeah. and that i and i remember the motorcycle fight from two Mm-hmm. Very vaguely, but that's partly because it was in all the marketing and all over MTV. But three, I remember three. I remember all of three, and Philip Seymour Hoffman was a fantastic. Oh, he's villain. terrifying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great. Um, is Ghost Protocol the fourth one? Ghost five, Protocol. No, Ghost Protocol is the fourth. <laughs> oh, what's five? And it's the one that I watched last night with Trent. Oh, really? What's five? I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Actually, no, Jeez. I won't because I didn't watch it. Five is uh, Rogue Nation, Rogue Nation, which I have not seen yet. Okay. But last night, Trent and I watched uh, Ghost Protocol, and I <clears throat> made it. Uh, mm, I, let me correct myself. I watched three with Trent the other night. Uh, I watched Ghost Protocol last night with Brandon. Okay. Okay. Um, and I immediately texted Trent, who um, actually bought the whole set on um, iTunes, mm-hmm. and. I said Ghost Protocol is just as good as three, give hmm. or take, in my opinion. Really? And he said, uh, I actually liked it a little more than three. Yeah, I've, I've heard, heard just wow. from the general like people I know is that bros- Ghost Protocol, bros quote. That's the bro. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> bro Ghost Protocol. Protocol is like the best one, like mm. unanimously. So. Hmm. It but I don't know what really it is good. about it that makes it a good. But. No, it was, it was awesome. That's the one where he has the... Um, He's hanging off a plane or something. Is the big stunt? That's Rogue Nation, I think. Yeah, no. Is that Rogue not, Nation? He's not hanging off the big stunt in this one. Is he's climbing this like tall, super tall uh, skyscraper in Cairo? Did you guys or, know that Tom Cruise does his own stunts? <laughs> How great <laughs> he does Gosh. a lot. He does I'm a so lot sick of, of hearing that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he oh, he so always said, they always have to put that one stunt, Did like the, the big stunt, in the trailer to yeah. to yeah. show off his his skill. He's crazy. Two is so bad, though. Man, I I don't want to ever revisit. I I'd, I wouldn't mind revisiting the first, but uh, three and four, I'd like to own. Okay. Two, I I I never want to watch again. Two's the one where it starts out and he's climbing up the mountain. Yes, right? it is so and cheesy. He turns around and yeah, 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 the, yeah. What you're just talking about the stunts thing. It is so obvious yeah. in that moment. Like, hey guys, check me out. I can climb a <laughs> mountain. Um. Is that sorry? Spoiler alert! But is that that's the one where like everyone's pulling off their fake faces? Oh man, there's or is so that the many first face one? pulling off in the yeah. second one. 
It's it gets ridiculous. It is I, so yeah. bad. Like the I think they do it in the first one, right? But it's like a yeah. big twist or something like that. Yeah. They do well, it yeah, so they do much it. in the second. Well, they got the they got to like, they got to top it in the second yeah. one. It's oh. like alien to aliens. Like Gosh. okay, one person did it here. <laughs> thirty seven do it next time. That'll I make believe it in the third they they have one mask in the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember anybody pulling a mask off in the third mm, one. I'll let you rewatch it and you'll be like, wow, that was good. All right. In, I think I remember, but I won't say. It's actually more, but each movie gets more believable actually. Hmm. Well, I mean, the third it's one's like really like intimate too. Like it's his wife and mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Um, that is all I watched because I uh, I came over to watch a movie last Saturday and um, sat down in my theater and, and was like, uh, you know what? I'll watch uh, just because uh, the second season of Glow, which as y'all re- might mm-hmm. remember, I Loved. watched. The first mm-hmm. season when it came out, and it was like one of my favorite shows of all time. It's, I think it's really? in my top five series I've been to watch it, of but... all time. And uh, I was like, I'll watch the first episode, and ended up watching the first seven. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, and then binged the rest of the weekend. So I didn't really get to watch anything else. It's glow. Nice. Besides glow. It's highly cool. recommended. Yeah. Matt, what have you been watching? Oh, are you ready for this? Oh, I think uh, so. Hold on. Talking about Netflix. There's a show on there called Grace and Frankie that oh, okay. is really, really charming and really... Is um, it like a sitcom kind of thing? No, not, it's not. It's a comedy. Yeah. It's a comedy, but it's not so much like a sitcom. Um, but it's got a lot, a lot of heart to it, and it's really it's really good. Like, Everett, I think you, I think you would enjoy it. Hmm. Um, you, the first four episodes are just really fucking sad. Sorry. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but after after that it get, it gets better. It's not so sad. I'm sorry. I was trying I was trying to cue up a song for Matt before it gets started. Okay. Yeah, that was the <laughs> Okay. I'm ready. Ah, oh, what has Matt been up to, ladies and gentlemen? You will find out. How long is the build-up? <laughs> I didn't think about the build-up. A little bit longer. Another four I bars. want to ask you a question. Y'all ready for this? Worth <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it. That was good. All right. Okay. Yeah. Go so continue. <clears throat> during this break that I've been gone, Friday the 13th has passed. And every Friday the 13th, I have a fucking horror movie marathon. I leave work. I leave everything. And that's all I do the entire fucking day because I'm a responsible adult um, or not. Wait, like you take off work the whole day? Fuck. Like you just say, sorry, I'm sick. Like <laughs> I, I take off. I just, I, it's like, his favorite like, holiday. Like, <laughs> months in advance. Doesn't it come like four like, times a year? <laughs> twice. Twice a year. Oh, and, only twice? Okay. And like literally whenever the year turns over in January, like mark the calendar, like Matt's gone, Matt's gone. <laughs> like, not even joking. So that's hilarious. Uh, a few days before Friday the 13th, because I knew what the big movie was going to be on Friday the 13th. So a few days before, I showed my girlfriend, Wolf Cop. Ooh, good for her. And she didn't hate it. Okay. <laughs> she made it through, and she thought, she was like, okay. She was like, it was a little gory, but it was it was silly, and it was fun. That's that's my, my, yeah. my review as well. Okay. Mm-hmm. So Friday the 13th comes, and 10 o'clock in the morning, we start off with, 
Alien versus Predator. Now, mind you, nice. she watches, she can handle like not so scary, scary movies. And we haven't dug into the Alien and the Predators. And I was like, this is a good way to show you like what lurks in the dark that's not scary. And she liked it. And I'll get, I'm going to give you her entire ranking of the day before, like after I get through the day here. Okay. okay. So after that, we went to Goosebumps with Jack Black. Mm, and I saw that. It's really good. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it, you know what? If you like uh, Hocus Pocus, mm-hmm. you would like it. It feels oh, okay. like this a new age Hocus so Pocus. So I shouldn't watch it. You should Is not too watch scary it for you. No, Hocus he hated Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Oh yeah, <laughs> what a terrible person. Uh, next, <laughs> next was Army of Darkness. Nice. And then uh, six o'clock was Return of Swamp Thing. And then the last movie of the night was Another Wolf Cop. Mm. I haven't gotten around to watching that either. Okay, my, how's it my, compare? It's my number one movie of the year. I think <laughs> it is. I think it is better than the original. It is. It is just. Uh, it's wacky. It goes in directions you do not expect at all, um, and it keeps so much of the charm and like things that made the first film so memorable. Nice. Take that as you like it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so. Uh, her ranking of the day, all right, her favorite film was Return of Swamp Thing, which I will tell you is wow. one of my all-time favorite movie. there's movies. There's so much heart in that movie. There's so much, like, there's silliness. Like, it is Monster Mash City in that film, but the music the and, like, atmosphere and, like, where it's scary but not so scary is just, it's perfect. Perfect. Had she seen Swamp Thing before? No. Okay. No. And that that's what we were talking about the other day is that none of us, none of us had seen Swamp Thing. Except and for, so And you said you hadn't either when you first saw it. And exactly. So, and, and that's how I introduced that's it, how you to her. Watch it Yeah. And I was like, I was like, what did you think? And she's like, oh, like it's fine. Like I followed, followed along <gasps> just fine. Hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. Because like Return of Swamp Thing, that is my earliest memory. That is the earliest memory, not my earliest memory in life, but the earliest film I remember ever watching hmm. is Return of Swamp Thing. So that was number one, or yeah, her favorite. And then it was another wolf cop. She really liked it. Nice. It was so fucking silly. Then was Alien versus Predator. She liked a lot of, like there's some really cool uh, myth mythos in that film. Like just kind of interesting ideas they bring in. Then was Goosebumps. And she absolutely hated Army of Darkness. Oh, wow. She, Had she seen Evil, Evil Dead 1 or 2? So we tried to watch Evil Dead 2 not long ago and... The whole, um, man, I forget his girlfriend's name, uh, Linda. Mm-hmm. Linda really creeped her out, like with the eye makeup and everything. And the moment he put her in the fucking vice grip, it was like, no, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And so that, if that tells you anything wow. about like kind of her level of what she can handle, it wasn't like I picked Army of Darkness because she's a real big fantasy fan. She loves like Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. She loves Star Wars too. And I thought it would be a fun kind of like I tried to build the day up is like, okay, we go from kind of like a little scary to not scary to really not scary. And then, you know, we kind of it had a flow. But with with Army of Darkness, she just she hated Ash. She didn't really care for him at all. She was just like, he's a fucking he's an idiot and which he is. But that's part of the charm of the character. Um, But she didn't get why like why the ladies liked him or why why it had to be him and i was like well it's the chosen one and i was it's kind of like king arthur like king arthur had Mm. to pull the sword from the stone kind of thing does he still have the chainsaw hand in army of darkness he does the beginning i don't think i've seen that one 
That's where he time travels. Yeah, he time okay. travels. But he gets there at the end of Evil Dead 2, right? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I haven't seen Army of Darkness, but I've seen Evil Dead 1 and 2. And there were just some other things. Like she wasn't crazy about Evil Ash and just it was kind of a, like it was a very predictable movie is how she felt. <laughs> She's like, oh, this and oh, this. I think the one thing that, the only parts that really caught her off guard was uh, whenever it's him versus like the little Ash mm-hmm. and then Evil Ash I'm ruining the movie for you. I've seen the part with the tiny little guys <laughs> okay. running around on the desk, so I've seen that. And <laughs> just, it's all right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta watch it. And it's just my evil, fault for not have seen, not having seen it before. And just evil Being Ash in general with Everett, took her so. by mm. surprise. But uh, so yeah, uh, that was uh, that was Friday the Thirteenth. It was fantastic. Like sounds great. Uh, so after that, I ended up watching Your Name, which you know my feelings on that. And then Shutter did this amazing thing. And I, I have to go back in time and tell you about uh, everybody has their horror host, or a lot of people do, like the Elvira, right, was mm-hmm. people in the 80s. Well, in the 90s, we had Joe Bob Briggs. Do you remember or do you know who Joe Bob Briggs is? No idea. Okay. So he would host Monster Vision on TNT. And it would come on after, it would come on randomly. Like it would come on after whatever their last scheduled programming thing was, which usually was wrestling or sometimes it was like basketball and he would show up and he would give you like starts out by telling you a little bit of tidbits about the movie and he would do this thing like drive in totals like how many people are murdered and like like but he couldn't say murdered right so he had to say like oh so we have some like shotgun foo (laughs) so he put foo instead of murder um just put foo at the end of everything you know and like he, he, he would invent words and shit and it would be <laughs> kind of silly, but uh, he would of course break into the film. Like whenever monster vision ran, there would be no commercials. The only commercial time would be him and it would be him giving you tidbits about the movie just behind the scenes and stuff like that. It was really fucking cool. And something that like I've looked up on YouTube and tried to watch, but like the recordings are just so terrible. It's like almost mm. impossible to make it through. Mm. Shutter brought him back and did this thing called The Last Drive-In. And it's 13 movies with Joe Bob. And it's his last one. At this time, anyway, he's saying it's his last one ever. Hmm. So watch Taurus Trap, which I've talked about on here before. Was he as good as Peter Vincent? You know what? I, I would say he is he is just as good as Peter Vincent. It's a reference to Fright Night, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Just okay. Yeah. I was like, that name sounds familiar. I love um, Fright Night. So start off with Tourist Trap, which I've talked about on here before. It's a lot of fun. It's a weird movie. It doesn't make a lick of fucking sense. Um, then Sleepaway Camp, which I've never seen Sleepaway Camp. Have you heard of that one? Mm, yes. Okay. Mm. It's a, it's a no. It's okay. like an '80s B movie. No, it's not even a B movie. It's not a B movie. No. This uh-huh. is is it not in like the the i mean it's not a mainstream slasher film right it was made as one it just it wasn't was, as successful it was made as one and the problem was that the company that uh, put a lot of money into it folded before it was properly released so then it was like shelved for many years gotcha. and then just released direct to vhs ah uh, um but it's got some really good like effects and production values to it uh and it all centers, it's about bullying. It's about girl goes to a hmm. camp, she's bullied, um, and there's a killer that's stalking, but you don't see the killer. And the reveal's kind of weird and creepy and memorable. 
I had a lot of fun with this movie. Um, I was surprised because I don't like slasher films in general, but this one has mm-hmm. such a, it makes sense. And it's, it makes sense in a way that like Friday the 13th makes no sense, which mm. have you seen Friday the 13th where, yes. Okay. So it's his mom like, Oh, I'm killing these new kids. Cause the old kids killed my kid. Like that yeah, doesn't make dumb. Yeah. It doesn't make any yeah. sense. This makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's people that, I mean, like I'm probably a terrible person. Like most people that fucking die deserve to fucking die. Like, <laughs> If you're a teenager having sex, you deserve to die. No, it's not. It's movies. not even that. It's not that. It's like the first dude to die is a is a pedophile who tries to kind of uh, like yeah. rape this child. Like literally, sure. the girl actors thirteen years old too. Hmm. Um, but it's things like that. Like everybody that dies, just about they're generally it. bad people. Yeah, yeah. And it's if more it, more than anything else, you're like rooting, like fucking yeah, yeah. kill him. Mm-hmm. It's like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> <laughs> uh so watch that. And then I watched Rabbit, which, um, so Rabbit stars Marilyn Chambers, who was, uh, in this movie called, uh, beyond <clears throat> or behind the green door. And it was like one of these porn movies before it was like, porn was like an actual like genre. Mm-hmm. And she did that thinking it was going to be her big break. Of course it never happened. Everybody just was like, we just <laughs> want you to make more porn movies. <laughs> so this was her first attempt at a serious movie. And it was done by the man who made the fly remake, <gasps> David Cronenberg. And it's about, uh essentially so he doesn't believe in supernatural ghosts he doesn't none of that shit but he makes horror movies right mm-hmm. uh he doesn't believe in zombies either everything that he does has to be scientifically as accurate as possible so this is based this is called rabbit based on the rabies virus and it's like people kind of turn into zombies but not they're not zombies actually it's explained with rabies yeah kind of okay and um but it's it's also a big metaphor for like std hmm. Uh, uh, STD and AIDS that was going on in like the seventies, and I didn't really like it. It was okay. Um, it's a very slow film. Like I had a hard time. I had a hard time getting through it because, like, aside from our lead actress, everybody else in that movie feels like they're in a they're in a soap opera, and they're oh. it's just they're dialed way up. Yeah. Um, it's an it, but it's also his second film. And it was made on a shoestring in Canada, so I I get it, but uh, I don't know. It was all right, mm. and so that's that's where I'm at. That's all I've watched, and I'm making my way through the rest of them. Like nice. towards the end, we got Hellraiser and uh, Pieces, which is the most mm. like it makes no sense. That movie makes no sense, but when I get there, I'll talk about it. Have you ever seen? I don't, I don't want to talk about this for a long time, but have you ever seen the movie Raw? Yeah. Okay, I just yeah. watched that on Netflix, and I. I was thinking you make it through it's it? good, but the only person I would recommend it to is you because yeah. I could I made it through the whole movie, but I almost threw up several times because it was so graphic. Yeah, and I do just not, hard yeah. to watch, but it was so good. <laughs> the performances in that movie made it really good. Yeah. Like, and I hate really super graphic, like realistic graphic movies. Like the new yeah. Evil Dead is very. <sighs> it's hyper realistic. Like there are moments Mm -hmm. in it where it's like, you're watching somebody like get their arm ripped off and like, you see the bone and the sinew and all this stuff. And it's slow. And it's just like, this is too real feeling. And most of the time in horror movies, I've gotten to where like, I can tell myself like, it's a practical effect. It's not real. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. so don't be grossed out by stuff. But that movie, like I, 
I could not watch some stuff. Like, yeah, no, and usually no. I try to like, even if it's gross or hard to watch, I try to just keep my eyes on the screen, but I had to just look away at some parts because it was so hard to watch. Yeah. So Everett never watched that movie. Okay. Ever. You, yep. Yeah. You'll have nightmares for the rest of your life if you watch that. So I don't recommend it for you. But if you want to take the challenge listeners, then if you, you know, do those atomic hot wing challenges, you like to live on the edge, then watch raw, watch raw and make it a double feature with the movie teeth. Both of them are on. That's good. Yeah. That would be a good double feature. But anyway, yeah. Anything else you've been up to? No, I mean, that's, that's, that's been my, that's what I've been watching. What I've been, yeah. Well, Kyle, I think I texted you and said, Hey, we need to hang out yeah. sometime. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll drive to you if I have to hang out with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, Everyone's basically said, saying, I'll kidnap you if I have to. Uh, you, you offered to come down. Yeah. And uh, do a podcast. And I um, was insistent on you deciding what the podcast was going to be over. Mm-hmm. And you decided you wanted to know my top 10 movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought our listeners would be interested to know if you, I don't know if you probably revealed it over time, maybe they could discuss. I don't think you ever revealed a list. I've never made a top 10 list of all time. This was really hard to do. Yeah, and I've, since I challenged you to do it, I've been working on mine for a while, and I just, it's the hardest thing ever to like, not only remember every movie you've ever seen, but then to also think like, Hey, what's the best? What's your favorite? Things like that. So, so you have finished your list? I finished it. I compiled like a top like 20 like okay. i i put all the 20 movies that i kind of based it mm-hmm. off of what i've enjoyed the most like in my life what's super rewatchable for me because lots of movies aren't for me like mm-hmm. it's hard for me to go back to a movie unless i've like it's been a, a, at least a year since i've seen it mm-hmm. if not more depending on how easy the plot structure is to remember and I dwindled it down yesterday. I actually pulled out my Blu-ray cases of my top 10 or so. Mm-hmm. And I, I put them in order and then realized I had 12 in front of me. <laughs> oh, dear. And I was like, oh, no, I got to get rid of the last two. I feel bad for ditching them. So I made a top uh, a top 10, but okay. I have a uh, five uh, honorable mentions. Okay. Well, hold on. Before we get – well, do, do you, you know Seth's favorite mentions. movie? What? Of all time happened came out last year really hold on yeah. let, me, let me think is it wolf warrior 2 <laughs> <laughs> no. i don't know what is the emoji Kubo? movie oh, oh right, yeah. of course it <laughs> it's all 10 spots as well yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um okay go ahead and do honorable mentions and then i've got a question for you uh are, you don't want to ask first can i matter. i'm gonna i'm gonna rank your top 10 as you tell your top 10 uh, okay i'm just gonna do just just oh like what are your impressions what what, what criteria other you mentioned rewatchability what criteria rewatchability is probably is probably the, the main one i looked at like mm-hmm. i was look i put all these in my list and i'm like which ones do i want to watch right now tonight sure um and really all in the top 10 were in that list mm-hmm. um and so then i just had to go off of what's inspired me as a creator myself what maybe drew me in as a child some of those are in there, um, and then just some other things that will come along. I'll mention with the movie. Sure, by the movie, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So my five honorable mentions, in no particular order, are James Gunn's. He's topical right now. Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy. <laughs> okay. The 1968 Planet of the Apes. Rear Window. 
the Hitchcock Ooh, classic. Seen that. Uh, was that the one you saw in theaters not that long ago? Was that with Trent? No, we went to see Vertigo. Oh, okay. Um, the Iron Giant, which mm. we did a podcast of early this yeah. year. Listeners can go back and listen to. I've heard his thoughts. John Wick Chapter 2. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, uh, last year I loved the first one and actually rewatched John Wick Chapter 2 this year because Brand, our friend of the show, Brandon Welch, to bring him up again, had never seen it. So we rewatched it and I loved it even more the second time. Really? And just re- like am even craving it now. Yeah. Talking about it. <laughs> Every All right, we're I... leaving. Bye, guys. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, yeah, I I think I I like double featured because I'd never seen them before a couple months ago. Maybe it was last year, but I double featured the first one and the second one. And the second one, I was just like, eh, it's kind of like the second one, or it's kind of like the first one. So, not really anything new. But maybe I'll have to. I think it's new. have to rewatch it. You know, um, I think it's uh, visually more stunning, mm-hmm. and uh, just exploring the lore of the world mm. is really cool to yeah. me. Also, the first one's darker, and so Plus, I'm drawn to the more uh, colorful, right. uh, fun-feeling Plus, world. Everett's an animal lover, so that's probably hard to watch. Mm. Right. Mm. Very much so. So yeah. are you all ready? I'm ready. Yeah. We're going to talk about them as we go, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Cool. We're ready? We'll are, tell you are why you're wrong. listeners ready? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm can, assuming I they can't are. hear them. If you're not, just pause. Clap it, I guess, twice so. if you if you. If you <laughs> I just want to. I like clap imagining ready. them like driving down the road and they clap twice and <laughs> people are looking over or they're in their office. <laughs> they're running on the treadmill and they clap twice and then they trip. Um, <laughs> clap right. twice going down the highway and they have a fucking accident. <laughs> all right, causing a lot of problems, Everett. So. Number okay. ten, Blade Runner. Yeah. Harrison Ford stars as Rick Deckard, a retired cop in Los Angeles, circa 2019. I had never seen this movie till till last year. It's a fantastic yeah. film. I loved it so much that I watched it two other times, mm-hmm. and have watched it again a fourth time since then, wow. which is unheard of for any for movie Everett, yeah. with an Everett. Have you <laughs> watched Everett. all the cuts yet? I have watched all the cuts. The word every print single one and every all of them. Uh, how many are there? Five. Okay, no, then I've only watched three. I've watched the theatrical, the, the final, cut. final cut, and... Director's cut? Uh, yeah, I think director's. Yeah. Maybe so I'm just... wrong. Maybe I've only watched the theatrical. Yeah, I'm wrong. I've only watched the final cut and the theatrical. Okay, so there's the director's, there's the work print, and then there's like a hybrid. Mm-hmm. I just feel like the... In betweens are unimportant, kind of. No, I totally understand that. The work print's interesting because it's a whole, it's a whole different. Some of the structure's different, and it mm. doesn't play out quite the same. Gotcha. Um, I think I've gone on record as saying I did not like Blade Runner, but I've only seen I've now that I'm. I've done like research, and I'm pretty sure it was the theatrical version of it that I saw, and I did not like it. So maybe I just need to go back in. Is it the director's cut? The that's final like, cut. The final cut. The okay, final that's cut. The, Consider the best one. Would you agree with that? If you've seen, oh, seen yeah. them all, okay. Well, I haven't seen them all. Like I said, I've seen most seen or the ones, but you've it's seen. way better yeah. than the theatrical. Mm-hmm. The, the um, so I need to rewatch. Theatrical it, is I still Blade fun, Runner but it's got a lot of faults. Yeah, the director's cut was like made by the studio. Yeah, so it was quote unquote director's cut. Yeah, but because um, yeah, I loved Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and um, so I'm sure I would like that one a lot. 
Especially con- since it's considered a masterpiece by most sci-fi. Nerds. It is today. Yeah. Back then it was. Oh yeah. Right. Back then it was kind of like it was like fucking Empire Strikes Strikes Back that nobody remembers. People hated it. It was very divi- really? it was very oh. divisive. Like I think I if I think I think if there was a Rotten Tomatoes back then, we would see like a like Empire would probably have like or, a fifty-two or I something think, audience. Uh, Metacritic <laughs> is mostly original reviews. Mm-hmm. I believe if you go on there, because it usually has the date by the reviews, mm-hmm. and they're usually older. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rotten Tomatoes is all new, newer reviews. Yep. So, yep, very good. All that's right. my ten. That's my number ten. We're moving on down to number nine, and that is a movie called UHF. Listen, let's get one thing straight: guns don't kill people. I do. Channel 62 has the lowest ratings in the uh, history of television. This is a, um, a 1989 comedy starring, written by, and... Uh, did he direct it? No, he did not direct it. Um, and uh, produced by Weird Al Yankovic. This movie I remember seeing when I was a, a, a wee little boy. Um, my I was... Uh, um, my uncle was like a, a youth pastor or something in uh, when I lived in Oklahoma City, and I remember them showing this movie to this like youth group, and I remember seeing parts <laughs> of it, and it's ingrained in my mind uh, the opening of this movie where it's a parody of uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark mm-hmm. at yeah. this moment, and uh, I, 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 I can go back and watch this movie. It's just. It's such a ridiculous, goofy comedy, and it just makes me feel like, I don't know, happy. Good. It's so good, and I've literally never heard heard another single human being talk about this movie besides Everett. Really? Like, <laughs> I've ne- it's never no one ever talks about it. I don't. It's, I think I've mentioned it before, and people are like. I mean, I've never much even like heard Blade Runner, it's technically a cult movie. Like it yeah. is a box yeah. office bomb. Uh, <clears throat> the critics didn't love it. Yeah. But then, like since then, like now, now it's revered and has a. It's like it's it, when when the DVD came out, it was like the number one in DVD sales. Mm-hmm. Yeah, especially whenever the uh, Shout Factory put out the Blu-ray of it with like oh, yeah. the revised. It was a revised transfer and like all the special features and mm-hmm. Weird Al came back and like oversaw the entire thing, like made it really special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a, uh, I highly recommend it to anybody who hasn't yeah. seen it. If it's mostly, it's a, got a pretty basic storyline, but I enjoy it. And it's just filled with parodies of eighties and seventies movies yeah. and TV shows. And Michael Richards, that's, it's, it came out in 89 and Seinfeld started in 89. Oh yeah, and right. so it was like I think it was was that before he was like a big star at all, or oh, yeah. probably even a well-known person. So, so that's I, kind I of so. interesting. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, he he has one of my favorite lines from that movie where I won't I can't quote it exactly because it's been years since I've seen it. But he says something about like, does he get fired in that movie or mm-hmm. something? And he says, "You're just gonna toss me out like an old bag of moldy tangerines." tangerines. <laughs> yeah. like, so it's weird. a very quotable movie. <laughs> uh, it's so funny. So, yeah. Um, it um I actually I recommend that too. Speaking of Michael Richards' character, I was in drama class in the ninth grade, and I can, I recall doing two monologues in that <laughs> class, and one was what his monologue from that movie about his mop. <laughs> I'm nice. So mad I didn't see that. Dang it. <laughs> Did they know that you ripped it off? 
I mean, it was it was from a piece. Oh, like, okay. It was, right. We were we were allowed yeah. to. Yeah, we were asked to do a monologue from something, and I went and found the script for that online. So of course, Everett gotcha. does the one movie that no one's no ever seen, seen, and it's super weird. <laughs> of course, that's so perfect. But it was well accepted. That's good. That's good. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen that one, Matt? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's been a Just, while, but I've seen it. Yeah. Are you giving your been ranking after? I'm gonna give my ranking okay. after. Okay. Yeah. Number eight, we're at. Yep. Thank you for keeping track, guys, mm-hmm. for me. It's been it's a little little difficult for me to keep up. You're doing a lot of things at right now. I so, really yeah. am. It's really hard to. <laughs> yeah. Appreciate your hard work. Number eight, Jurassic Park. In this Steven Spielberg classic, starring Sam Neill, during a preview tour, a theme park suffers a major power breakdown that allows its clone dinosaur exhibits to run amok. Which, listeners can go hear my complete thoughts on this movie, because we just went through the entire series, uh, and uh, hear my thoughts on Jurassic Park. Um, But essentially, I saw this very little as a kid. And actually fell in love with it as a young man in my teens. It's very, very poetic. And uh, love it even more now. Yeah, it's great. I'm actually uh, reading, well, listening to the audiobook for, for Jurassic Park by Michael Crichton. Oh, it I is need to listen to it. super good. Like, mm-hmm. it's it's really crazy how it's much I thought darker, right? that um, it's super dark. Like, it's it's crazy how it has, like, the same events and many of, like, the... It really does like follow the story of it really well. I kind of expected for Spielberg to kind of do like what he did with Ready Player One and like, well, I'll take the concept and like kind of write a movie version of it. Mm-hmm. But he really does like stick with like the beats and the storyline so far very well. It's almost like reading deleted scenes for the movie. But uh, but it, the tone of it is super dark. It's like almost like a Stephen King book. So um, and yeah, much more graphic where. Spielberg definitely censored it a lot, which is good because yeah, it's more of a family film, and uh, you were able to see it as a kid, so now it's one of your favorite movies. So that's good. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, great movie. Yep, I love it. Uh, n- not much to say since there's an episode over it. Go listen to that, listeners. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it again. Sure. I want to talk sure. about number seven. <laughs> Star Trek. Really? Mission Impossible 3 director and alias creator J.J. Abrams resurrects the classic science fiction franchise created by Gene Roddenberry with his feature film that embraces the rich history of the influential television and film series while also exploring some uncharted territory. Mm. I uh, remember um, back in the day when I was, uh, I had moved out as a 20-year-old man um, and got an apartment, and then moved back in with my parents for a couple months while trying to buy a house. And I remember this being in the red box, and I was like, I want to watch that. That looks pretty cool, based on just the poster. And I had never seen any Star Trek thing besides like some a few episodes of Next Generation when they were wow. t- on TV. Maybe not Next Generation. What came after <laughs> that, Kyle? Uh, Enterprise. Enterprise. Series? It was probably yep. Enterprise. Mm-hmm. Was that with Picard? Uh, or what was or was it Deep Space Nine? Is one of those two. One of the later ones after Next Generation. Yeah. It was like early two thousands, late nineties. Um, I had seen a little bit of those when my uncle would be watching them. Um, and uh, I just it looked so cool. And so I rented it, got to my parents' house, 
they were watching it. <laughs> like, uh, it was on cable or oh, something. Man. And I'm like, hey, I just rented the DVD. Do you want to watch it? And do you want to restart it with me? And they're like, okay, sure. And we all watched it together. And That's I, funny. I, I loved it. I thought it was yeah. so cool. The concept of like doing the soft reboot, like mm-hmm. in universe, mm-hmm. a time lapse thing yeah. was so cool. That is mm-hmm. cool. And, mm-hmm. uh, and that's how you were introduced to the really, really introduced to the whole oh, universe. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. bizarre, which made me fall in love. And I went back and watched the started the original, original series. series and... I still have never finished it because the third season gets bad like really? that. Oh, some of those are just terrible. Mm-hmm. But then I watched all the all the movies um, f- based on that series and loved all mm-hmm. of them. Uh, some of them are weaker, but yeah, for the most part, I. I like them. Nemesis a lot. Is have you seen that one yet? I haven't Tom watched Hardy. any of that's the, one of my favorites. Any of the Picard stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the like the first one, one with him is like a crossover mm-hmm. where, where like it's like the passing the of the torch thing, and I haven't I watched that, that yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think that's called Generations. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, yeah, I've not seen any of them beyond Thunderdome. Uh, besides Star Trek, and then the uh, whatever came next. Into Darkness. Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. And then I don't think I've seen the newest one. We'll watch it What sometime. was the newest one called? Beyond. Beyond, yeah. Because yeah. I borrowed the good. first two from you and I watched them. And uh, yeah, when, after seeing Beyond, I, I think on that podcast I said, this is my favorite of the series. You did. But I think now I'm like, eh, it's probably, it's... It's a probably just two. It's it's the most Star Trekky of the three, and I think that's why I liked it so much. But the thing about this one, why it, um, anytime I'm like wanting to just watch a popcorn action blockbuster, mm-hmm. this is a one that I can just easily go to. Yeah, it stands by itself really well. Yeah, too. it's it's mm-hmm. just so good within that uh, mm-hmm. genre, and it's always impressive. Like, it's hard to put like say my favorite movie is Star Trek Into Darkness, you know, because it's like the second one or, you know, Empire Strikes Back or whatever. It's so hard to do that because it's building off of what the first one did so much, you know, so so I would definitely say that, like, yeah, it's it's almost more impressive seeing the uh, Star Trek in uh, doing all that work to reboot it and everything like that, while the other ones are still really great, too, so. All right. Number six. We're on to six. Six. Number six. This is a movie that didn't come out until last year. Oh, wow. Thor Ragnarok. Yes. Thor is imprisoned on the planet Sakaar and must race against time to return to Asgard and stop Ragnarok, the destruction of his world, at the hands of the powerful and ruthless villain Hela. I had to put one MCU movie in oh, my of course. list at least. Yeah. I've mentioned, I think, <clears throat> maybe I haven't on this podcast. I don't know. The MCU is my favorite franchise of all sure. time. Yep. There's a lot of good ones. Star Trek. I put that m- movie in this. That's one of my favorite franchises. Mm-hmm. Um, Jurassic Park. I like the first movie. <laughs> yeah. But the MCU takes the gold. And I was like, I felt like I could have put more in this list, but I, I, sure. yeah. I felt responsible to just l- let one. it be one. That's what, yeah, you have to, you can't just say like, all right, my 10 favorite movies, Thor, Avengers, blah, blah, yeah. yeah. Do all and MCU so movies. Guardians, but... <laughs> is, Guardians is in the, yeah. the, the honorable mentions. But this movie, you saw it just this last year? 
just this last mm-hmm. year, and once again, I've seen it four times. Wow. <laughs> it's a one, good movie. Well, do you count one of those four as watching it with the director's commentary? Yes, I do. Okay. Because it's because just it as good with the so much fun to watch. I base that off Everett's recommendation. I watched the entire movie, and I, I don't think I've ever done that before, watched an entire movie with the commentary on. It's like watching it with a podcast and going. It's so good. Well, yeah, I'm like, I'm always distracted, or I'm like, well, this is... It's It'd be slow, really cool you know, if you could but... watch or listen to them with commentary. That'd be way more convenient. But that's true. But yeah, I love this movie. This was, it's my number one MCU movie. So Oh, see, yeah. I was going to ask earlier, but then I was like, oh, we'll wait till we get to Infinity War when I was going through the list mm-hmm. of the movies you haven't, didn't get to talk on. Yeah. Um, so. But no, I absolutely love this movie. It is, yeah, it's my it's favorite awesome. MCU movie. It's, um, I love it so much, not only because of, like just because of like what they did with Thor about how when he's introduced the MCU, like I still like, I like Thor and I even like the dark world, which is considered the worst one or like one of the worst MCU movies. But, um, but yeah, I, I still like it. It's, it is really dark and heavy to watch and everything like that. Mm -hmm. But I think like they almost rebooted this character in this one and Mm -hmm. in like the best way where they finally like took like one of the, like, well, he's like talks like Shakespearean and is really, um, Doth you mother know, know really you, t- you were wearing, <laughs> wearing, wearing grapes? grapes? Yeah. yeah, like just one of the most like hard to connect with characters of the MCU and like made him, finally made him funny because really Chris Hemsworth is a hilarious like just mm-hmm. actor and person and they finally like finally utilized that. Yeah, they so I think they recognized it yeah. um, once he was in like Ghostbusters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And you see, since that came out, I've seen like a lot of like blooper reels and stuff like that of him just like goofing off on set and you realize like, this guy's funny. Like, why is he so like such a straight man? You know, in these oh, movies. Yeah. But and I and I gotta give it to this. Actually, you you say your thing first, Matt, because I mean, like, Thor's always been such a serious character, right? Yeah, and that's, that's why, true. yeah, they wanted to stay true to the comics and everything like that. But just what the MCU has become, mm-hmm. you know, where things have to really happen. everyone's funny and everything like that. So I don't um, know. Fucking Captain America is not all that funny. True. Yeah. He's still very. He's still. Yeah. The there's still a man. lot of straight people. <laughs> Yeah, his his more humor like is just because of how sad his life is. Mm-hmm. Like his moments, like oh, I got that reference. Like it's <laughs> yeah. it's funny because it's sad that he doesn't get all the other ones. Yeah, right. Man, poor guy. But and then I also love, uh, yeah, that they they kind of, I I I think this is my opinion, but I really like kind of from here on out. I don't really want to see like, you know. Iron Man 4 and Captain America 4 and stuff like like I don't want to see several sequels of mm-hmm. of one character. I really would like to see I don't need the Avengers or Civil War in every single movie, but I would like a, a lot of like buddy cop movies of mm-hmm. two characters that you're like, "Whoa, what are Star-Lord and Iron Man doing in the same movie?" Like just the two of them hanging out together. Like that's yeah. so weird, but I really would love if they instead of making individual movies and instead of making huge collaboration movies do more kind of smaller but yeah like uh how this one does thor and the hulk in it yeah Yeah, spider-man homecoming exactly and so do those small team ups like Mm -hmm. that and i think this one was awesome to see even though i doubt i don't think we'll ever get a hulk movie or at least i don't know well they can't right now the problem is is the um is that if they do they have to pay universal uh disney does not own hulk they don't own distribution for the Mm -hmm. hulk they can use the character all they like because they own the character, but not the distribution rights. So gotcha. it's kind of like I didn't a, know that. yeah, um, yeah. But I owe a great debt to this movie for introducing me to the great mm. world of Taika Waititi. Ah, oh, so good. One of my now favorite directors. 
Uh, not even necessarily favorite directors, favorite writers, because I yeah. think he's just hilarious. Mm-hmm. He's so good. I've since um, yeah, you told me about a lot of his movies, so I've watched. I think I've watched all of them now. Um, so, so we got Eagle versus Shark. Yeah, is the oldest one. And then what we do in the shadows? I don't know the order, but what we do in the shadows, and then Boy, Boy. Mm-hmm. and Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder yeah. People. Yeah, and so see, so yeah, I've seen all those. Highly recommend every single one. They're so mm-hmm. good. There was this funny moment where Aaron was like, "Have you seen? Have you seen Boy?" And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> are we talking Boy from 2015, where the boy is the Antichrist? Are we talking Boy where the boy is there's a the boy, yeah, the puppet is, one, <laughs> or is it the Boy movie wh- that's done by Taika Waititi that's more serious?" And it was the puppet one. I was like, okay. Ah. I was like, I just had to clarify because like every when I one time wanted to watch the movie Boy, and I in my mind I was like, oh okay, like I know this, you know, it's one of those horror movies, and then it's the serious one. And it's just like it's funny and, too, though. Yeah, I I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah, seen it. You need to watch it. Oh, you I, still I, haven't? Oh. No, but I'd like watch I remember, it. I remember that conversation. And I was just like, it's not what I expected. <laughs> I wanted to be scared, and instead I'm getting New Zealand kids running around. So, yeah. Boy is a great movie, though. I think my favorite is still What We Do in the Shadows. That's my um, that's, It's super original, wow. hilarious, yeah. and, uh, yeah, just just really, really good. Mm-hmm. I like it a lot. And Taika Waititi's like, the main character in it, too, so it's always fun seeing him. Because mm-hmm. I do wish he would act more as well, because he's a hilarious person. And so seeing his movies is great, but seeing him on screen is awesome. But anyway, Thor. Yep, it's great. My favorite, my number one MCU yeah. movie, and then he was also awesome the list. in Infinity War, kind of bouncing off of oh, what yeah. they did in that one. My number two MCU movie. Now on to number five, Everett Mobley's top five movies of all time. Oh, I'm man. so oh, pumped yeah, we're to breaking hear this. Down. Matt, are you ready? I'm ready. Oh man, uh, yeah. So recently, I posted a thing on Facebook that was uh, like, uh, it was five, like, yeah. send me anything, recommend me a top oh, five yeah. list to make, and so uh, I posted it and. Um, somebody asked movies and I was like, I'm trying to make this thing for the podcast that Kyle's going to be on. And oh, so I was like, I just threw it. a few in there and I was like, hopefully nobody sees it. And plus I don't, I think it did change since then. I was going to comment and say, rank your top five fingers and say in order, uh, like if I had to cut off your fingers, which, <laughs> which would you, which order would you go? All right. Well, the pinky's going first. Sure. Sure. <laughs> I want you to explain why as well. <laughs> Pinky. Okay. Ring. Uh, no. Middle. Uh, thumb. No. Index. Okay, so almost sequential. Okay. Yeah, almost. But Ever, it's just, the thumb is what makes us better than most animals. Yeah, but it's it's almost pointless. You can only True. you have to reach all the way to your palm to yeah. grab something by itself. You wouldn't be with able to my do much. and I can pretty much do the same thing with my index. Plus, the index can point and stuff and poke True. poke buttons. Like it's gonna be weird to type with my thumb because it's yeah. wider. Uh, yeah, you know, it's just <laughs> you're using your thumb to type right now. Oh, that's a that's a good point. Uh, anyway, sorry to. I guess I was thinking tangent. left hand for some reason because that's the one I was looking at. <laughs> okay, all right, um, top five. Anyway, top I'm, five. I'm going. Five. I'm. I'm sorry. I was going to look the the list that I posted on Facebook for this. My my friend Tyler um has changed mm. uh by one movie. Mm. Uh, it's the order changed though, so. Anyway, number five is Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
1936, archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. And this movie, like I said, it's one of my favorite uh, franchises. Um, I think it's a masterpiece. When did you first see it? Movie. I saw this probably, I can remember watching it when I lived in a duplex, which would have been between the years or the ages of the first eight age. years old and mm, 13, 14. Okay. Somewhere in between there is when I first saw this. And I remember thinking it was awesome. It was just the coolest thing. The adventure factor is just so enjoyable mm. to me. Um, and not to mention, ooh, Everett Boner, uh, <laughs> the practical Boring. effects in this movie today alone, <laughs> I rewatched it last year, are so cool. Mm-hmm. They, they all hold up. It's been a while since I've seen it's this been a one. I, wa- <laughs> Thank you, I watched uh, Temple of Doom not long ago. Mm-hmm. It was on TV, and I watched that one. But I've, it's been a, it's been a minute since I, I've seen the first Raiders: The Lost Ark. I need to rewatch these films because, like I, I told you, like I, mm-hmm. I remember them. I remember not liking them because yeah. they were on repeat so much. Uh-huh. Yeah, I can't. I, this one isn't. This one and John Wick Two are not a part of the list. Mm, right. You need to rewatch it. We'll we'll go mm. through them someday, probably. What is it about this movie that you love so much? You I, said the adventure I, I literally just think, and the practical effects. Well, not only that, just the, the the direction, the cinematography, it just feels like a perfect movie to me. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels Academy Award worthy. Was this completely original? Like, to... Like, uh, did Spielberg write it? Uh, yeah, he directed George Lucas, it. I think. Story by George Lucas and Philip Kaufman. Screenplay by Lawrence... Has done. I don't know if maybe it was based off a book or something like that. Just because it seems to be like so well formed, you know, as a no, yeah, yeah. as George a character, Lucas you don't get a lot of character. Or, yeah, you don't get a lot of origin. At least not till the third one, I think. But um, yeah, I don't know. It just seems so solidified. I I do agree. It's that's what it's just such a great movie, um, kind of out of nowhere. So. Matt, yeah. do you have any thoughts on, on Raiders other than that? Other I than you just I, haven't seen it in a long time? Yeah, I just don't remember liking it because like I was on repeat all the time. Mm-hmm. My brother was super into it and just which was cool, but like it wasn't for me. I like Harrison Ford and I think I could appreciate it in a different light. But mm-hmm. then again I thought that about the Jurassic Park films. Yeah. Yeah. Everett, do you think this is Harrison's best role? Mm, it's too uh, it's his I don't know I think Blade Runner is really good too mm-hmm. mm. he hated that role for a long time right mm. I think this is probably his most um you know, most iconic iconic yeah, yeah is what I was gonna say like mm-hmm. more so than Han Solo I think so interesting because Han is I mean he's not the star yeah it's an sure. ensemble cast. No. Did you, as a child, have a, a hat and a bullwhip? I wish I did. <laughs> I wish I had one now. Yeah, that's the only downside of this movie at the time is the marketing for it for toys must have been tough because you can't give little kids whips, you know? That's a bummer. That's a good point, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you for that input. What were, you know, George Lucas and Spielberg thinking? Um, Are you ready for number four? Number yeah. four. Of Everett's top ten movies of all time. We did a podcast over it this year 
Mm. So listeners can go back and hear my full thoughts. So it's not It's crawl. a childhood favorite it's of mine. Iron Giant. Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. Who am I? You sure you want to know? When bitten by a genetically modified spider, a nerdy, shy, and awkward high school student gains spider-like abilities that he eventually must use to fight evil as a superhero after tragedy befalls his family. Like I said, listeners can go back and listen to my full thoughts, but I saw this movie in theaters when it came out. Probably the first uh, superhero movie I saw in theaters. I was a big fan of the character. I related hard as I was the uh, geeky, invisible kid in school, mm-hmm. and I, f- I felt like Peter in, yeah. in, in this movie, even though he's in high school, so it's hard to relate, and then he's only in high school for the first 30 minutes, but um, I I loved it. Um, we went and revisited it. It has some faults now. The CG is lacking. Mannequin Spider-Man is my favorite. The CG jumps a thousand times to the second one somehow. Mm -hmm. Like, it's insane to watch the progress between this one and the two. Two, in my opinion, is a better movie. But this movie, for me, it's nostalgia. Special place. And I think I just, I love Alfred Molina as Doc Ock, but Mm -hmm. Norman Osborn here is just the coolest scariest comic book villain uh in my mind i'm sure there's others like i'd put above him in in the pathos yeah yeah and i agree i i we're about the same age and so we kind of experienced it around the same time and so uh, i'm pretty sure i saw this in theaters as well and so yeah it, it holds a a special place and um and i think it's really crazy to think about we really owe, I think, the MCU, like, mm. and and really just the modern age of how we experience superhero movies to this movie. I feel like, no, I feel like about, sure. yeah, I feel like it's Spider Man. It and, paved the way yeah. uh, in a lot of ways. Where before that, I mean, I'm sure you can make exceptions and everything, but really before that, like, we had Superman and Batman, but those really existed like in another universe. You know, like they they were in fictional the, places, yeah. fictional world, and so. This one like was the most grounded in reality. And right, X Men tried, but even even today, X Men feels like cheesy a lot in parts. Whereas this one, it actually it, it is feels almost like he's a real person. I don't yeah. know. Eighty nine Punisher feels like very real, gritty, too real of a mm. film uh, with Dolph Lundgren. Uh, I yeah, I, I agree with you, Kyle. I think that Spider, I think Spider Man and X Men Two. Mm-hmm. I feel like those and Batman Begins. Like I feel like that. Yeah, one after the definitely. other right there mm-hmm. where those were what paved, paved yeah the those way. three are so like because, foundational like, mm-hmm. yeah because batman showed that you could do dark and serious <clears throat> and very gritty and almost crime thriller mm-hmm. x-men 2 said hey we can take on serious issues in a comic book film and spider-man was like hey we can do we can make something so fantastical look so good and draw people in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it yeah. did it and taking the idea that the MCU as well has done a lot of, which is taking, really, you don't have to be like, let's make the exact comic book version of this movie, which so many other comic book movies have done, or superhero movies have done, where they, they took like uh, Green Goblin, and instead of making him a guy with a mutated face or mm-hmm. something like that, like whatever he was in the comic books, and instead of making it like a, a he, tactical suit it was and everything, a mask. where it was still quote-unquote goblin but yeah he 
it was more how it would exist in the real world and so um so yeah just taking cues from that and that you know interviews with mcu people that they said well let's take what's true to the comic but let's make this what would fit in a movie and so and i think that's that's exactly what they did um which was and by the way sam raimi which is a i think you talked about that in the podcast where it is a super strange pick for a a superhero movie, oh yeah I think. <laughs> the, the 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 i think um like when he he's talked about when he did his meeting um he came in like there's it was like a back and forth which was really difficult and like his final shot he was like whatever i'm not gonna get it and so he just went with like the craziest pitch and it got <laughs> in the movie <laughs> really Interesting. yeah like there was a couple producers that did not want him at all like they're like this, this little B movie guy. No, yeah. the guy who made Army of Darkness. Mostly and... horror. Stuff. Like I mean, yeah. he had done Dark Man, which is a superhero movie, and uh, I guess mm. uh, a Simple Plan was fairly mainstream. But mm. um, yeah, they some a couple of them did not win him at all. Like yeah, he was a he was a strange pick. But like the thing that once again the MCU they uh, go with it's a bunch of people who care about the characters mm-hmm. and that's Sam. He's a, he, he had Spider-Man on his wall when he was a kid. Yeah. yeah. He was so. a big, big fan. Um, yep. I love it. All right. Are you ready for the top three? Yep. Top three. All right. This one, it's the only animated movie on my list. Mm. Walt Disney's Aladdin. Oh, three years ago. We took you on a magical journey this is, under the sea. This is the trailer. It starts with The Little Mermaid. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Remember how great that was? Girl into the and and the then beast Beauty and the Beast, of course. Of her Who's there now, most people hadn't heard of Disney at this point, so... <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, so, so uh, it, let me introduce it. When a street urchin vies for the w- love of a beautiful princess, he uses a genie's magic power to make himself off as a prince in order to marry her. Um, yeah, so like it, the trailer introduced with those with the two its two predecessors of the same like the Alan Menken and uh, um, oh Clements and Musker, uh, they rebooted the like the classic Disney in, in a mm-hmm. sense because you know like I I always say um, my probably two favorite Disney three top three is uh, Aladdin. Pinocchio and Toy Story 3 or sorry Toy Story 2 and I think those all are kind of like the the new age whereas mm-hmm. Pinocchio was within the original Oh so all confines. of those those three were pivotal in yeah. kind of the direction. Yeah, yeah so, okay. so Snow White yeah. was the first movie that like turned turned Disney into what it is today mm-hmm. and then they released Pinocchio which was a huge success and if you go back is a gorgeous film like mm-hmm. the animation is stunning yeah and then they released fantasia and it basically put them out of business <laughs> and <laughs> so that's why you have like the really crude artwork of you know sword in the stone robin and robin hood and P- peter pan yeah why they look like that um whereas they do have some like they have good movies back then but like some of them are just lacking and fell to the wayside um and then uh the little mermaid came out and like blew them back into the made them what they are today yeah and then right. they released beauty and beauty the beast, beast which, which i think is huge. awesome it might to this day be the only uh disney movie that's been nominated for best picture mm. um if i'm not uh mistaken anyway they released aladdin as their third one and i i don't know why 
But when I was a kid, I would watch this movie all the time. I was yeah, so, no, it's a great movie. So intrigued. It's so fun. And to, even this, even today, like, I, I rewatched it last year, and Seth was asking me about it recently, like, saying he wants to rewatch it. I'm like, anytime. Come over and we'll rewatch it. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I love Robin Williams. I think it's his one of probably in my opinion it's my favorite role of his because he just mm-hmm. gets to be robin williams and cut loose and do his impressions and yeah. just be ridiculous um and i actually um i've heard people like kind of crash on the on the music a little bit because hmm. um why what's his, what's his name tim rice died during this and oh. so a lot of the they had somebody else to finish the like i think only two of the songs he actually wrote the lyrics for um but i think it doesn't matter because mankin is no, the it, musician and it's fantastic uh, it, I, I yeah. yeah i think it sounds inc- it's one of the best soundtracks of any musical to me for sure i i love every song especially robin williams songs which aren't available on spotify because his oh, estate no. has ne- hasn't given the rights. Oh no! But that you can get awful. them on the soundtrack. Yeah, yeah. If I bought it, I just haven't bought it. That's terrible. Um, it's too bad. I, but uh, yeah, to let's see. Day. So, yeah, I love this movie as well. It was a childhood favorite. Really good. Um, how do you feel about the other? While we're on the topic, the other Aladdin movies in the trilogy. Yeah, oh, or the TV show. I don't care. I just I don't watch the them. Show. You don't what? even like King of Thieves. Um. The second one's terrible. Whatever, Return of Jafar. Return of That's Jafar just was just not that good. Yeah, I, don't think I, it, I didn't really watch them the enough to have an opinion. Really, I just know they're I'd... King of Thieves. I liked. It's really good. It does get kind of out there in that it's way different than the first one. But mm-hmm. yeah, so I think the first one's just really good. King though. of Thieves. Robin Williams came back. For he did. Mm-hmm. Didn't did he come back for Return of Jafar? No, it's a different actor. Okay, that's what I thought. I don't yeah, know who it was, I, I but it's sure someone else that. that's different. Well, Same it, guy that went on to do it in the TV show. For uh, the those movies are like the only straight to video Disney movies that bring back the original Mm -hmm. uh, cast members because that's really all they're known for. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But ever you are in luck because Aladdin is getting a live action version in 2019. Does that make me in luck? (laughs) It was starring Will Smith as Genie. So to fill those big shoes, you get Will freaking Smith. Will Prince of Bel Air Smith? <laughs> Will Deadshot Smith? God. <laughs> Will okay. I think I had not heard. His eyes are watering right now. I think. <laughs> I mean, I already gave my input on the Disney movie, the live action movies. I enjoyed Maleficent, and I I never saw Cinderella, but I liked uh, the Jungle Book a lot, and mm-hmm. so I trust John Favreau to do the Lion King thing. I just don't understand. They're such good movies. Yeah. Why do we need to adapt it? Yeah. Especially this soon. Mm-hmm. The Lion King is 22 years old. Do we need a live action already? Oh, no. Aladdin's going on 30. It's going on 30. It's four years short of 30. Yeah. It'll be 2019. So it'll be yeah. three years yeah. short. 27, 28 years. I just don't need it, you know. I, yeah, and I agree. I don't. I don't see the point in it. Maybe their thinking is like, well, we want to make like Lion King is such a great, sto- you know, great story, but kids aren't watching it, you know. So we need to instead of making something original, like let's just give these kids like what we know is a good story and give them their version of it, which is 
all CG animals or, you know, a, an actor that they people recognize. Maybe they're thinking is that or it's just a huge cash grab and they're yeah. they're just wanting it's to make to guaranteed money. So. I know I, I trust I Disney know. a lot more than m- most studios when it comes to that, like cuz they actually seem to like give their uh creative teams creative uh I mean the live action freedom. Snow White was awesome. We know that. So not really. But Disney was involved in that. Oh. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> Disney, they didn't do a Disney Snow White. No. no. I don't know. I just don't. I, Will Smith, I'm just picturing Will Smith doing the genie lines. Aha! Doing the genie thing, and like, all I can picture him is just making the fucking Will Smith Prince of Bel-Air faces, and like, no, you know what I mean? Like, and things like that. <laughs> and it's just like, I just don't like it. Yeah. I just don't. Maybe he'll surprise us, but. His track record hasn't been great lately, so... No, it has not. Yeah. Big bummer. But I just recently... Actually, it was on your Voodoo, and I watched Saving Mr. Banks, which was the uh, story of how the, pre- the production of Mary Poppins... I think that's one of the best Disney live-action movies. I literally... Mm-hmm. Like, I cried several times during mm-hmm. it, and I at the end of it, I was like, I wish they made one of these for literally every Disney movie. Even if the story's not <laughs> the as good... Even if the biopic. making of isn't as interesting, I just want to watch one of these for every movie, because this is awesome. Aladdin could be, because Tim Rice, like... Yeah. He was, like one of the like most notable um out broadway mm-hmm. mentioned or uh, uh, people and he dealt with the aids crisis that's how he died oh, and so i, I think his story would be really interesting yeah and ron in williams almost quit i didn't know that really uh because they weren't paying they weren't paying the cash fairly they were paying mm. ron williams a lot of money uh, oh then well that makes sense because he was the only real star and they, but they were paying everybody else pennies, and he was like, "I don't think Damn. so." Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, he's so cool, or he was so cool. Yeah. R.I.P. So yeah, Disney. If you're listening, Bravo. which I'm sure you are, then biopic uh, of the pre-production for Aladdin is what a great idea. What about just a biopic of Robin Williams? That'd be great. Mm. I'm sure that'll come soon. But right now, like casting a character to play Robin Williams would be really difficult. Like this right now, this your soon. dream cast for Robin Williams biopic. Okay, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Who's your pitch? Who's your pitch? <laughs> Will Smith, of course. <laughs> uh, let's go to my top two. Okay. <laughs> but it's got to be the guy who did the impersonator genie. He's got to be doing the voice, and yeah. Will Smith is the oh, body yeah. the, for Aladdin two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. All right, my number two. Back to good old. He's already been on my list. Uh, twice yeah. back to good old Spielberg. Jaws. Jaws. Oh yeah. There is a creature. A local sheriff, a marine biologist, and an old seafarer team up to hunt down a great white shark change. wrecking havoc in a action. beach resort. This movie, much like uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, I probably saw within that range of eight to thirteen, and uh, it. It honestly horrified me. Much like mm. when it first came out and it just like kept people from going to the beach. It definitely oh. had that effect on oh, me. Yeah, yeah. Like where I didn't want to go in the pool. There's no <laughs> sharks in the pool. There's probably guys. sharks in there, guys. <laughs> the first time I saw this was uh we took uh like a family vacation down to Mississippi because we had family there and we went a little bit further once and down into Florida to the beach to Daytona. And it was the night before we were supposed to go out. I had actually experienced the beach. And literally, my dad was like, 
Just watch Jaws. Like it's on TV. <laughs> swear to God. Swear to God. I swear to fucking God. And I just you know watched it. And I was just like not going in the water. And I hate this fucking <laughs> movie. And ever since then, like I just hate fucking Jaws. I think it is. I. It's not my. It's not my thing. One day we'll revisit it. But as far as I'm concerned, Jaws three 3D is a better movie. <laughs> <laughs> um no so like i said it recently i uh um showed this to my friend margaret and uh she was like like stressed out during it like she kept covering herself like her face from i thought she that. liked horror movies she, she does i think that speaks to the film yeah, to how like how good it is, is. Yeah, how suspenseful mm-hmm. it is all right we, may, uh, we need to watch this again i i i, I like i said this was maybe a month ago, month and a half ago, maybe, and I'm I I would rewatch it tonight. Yeah, mm. honestly, that's how much I love this movie. Mm-hmm. It's shocking how how good a his this is his directorial debut. That a movie should not be that good from a director's first movie. Yeah, but it was saved a lot in editing, like, or at least. My okay, so I've only I've watched very limited stuff on this. My Jaws knowledge is limited, but what I do what I do remember was the editor. It was a woman. I don't remember her name. As it always is. Um, you don't remember women's names. That's how it always is. Oh no! I mean, it's it's (laughs) I never bothered to remember. It's so often a a woman. (laughs) editing yeah. mm-hmm. sorry continue. i think her name was maybe i think maybe sally or something i don't remember but um she saved this movie like he had put together a work print that was crazy long and like the pacing was all off and the studio was really happy and they were like do something do something with this fix this um or we just scrap it mm-hmm. like it came down to one of those kind of moments and she fixed it like she put it all together and it was amazing yeah um, I actually had never seen this movie until last week. Holy shit. I watched it for the first time ever because I, I don't know why. Were you going I think to the I, beach? No. <laughs> I, to look out for kids. I really, I honestly understand that, like that feeling where if I had just watched it and was going to go to the beach, like I probably, no. <laughs> and I was a kid. I was good like to hang out on the sand. Yeah, I, like, even like, at my age. Yeah, so, like seven or eight. I yeah. think I was. Yeah. Perfectly understandable. Because, um, yeah. So, uh, so I I like this movie a lot. I was really expecting to to not like it. Um, just you know to not buy into the hype of it. Like maybe you had to see it when you were a kid, or you had to see it back then, or something. But but really, I I definitely understand why this is like considered a masterpiece. And uh, just as far as filmmaking now, like. I couldn't help but think the whole time, like, are they not showing the shark? Is it, they do, they don't show it, and that's like a film thing that we talk about, about you don't just show the monster right away, you show mm-hmm. parts of it, you show you build up to it, and then you show more of it, and then by the final end of it, you show the full reveal of it, and that's like a movie-making thing that is like the bright way to do it. And I couldn't help but thinking, though, the whole time, like, is he doing that because this is the right way to do it, <laughs> or is he doing this because... Well, we have a robot shark. Well, the animation would thing, not work during the shooting, basically. Yeah, yeah. yeah like we can't apart. show this whole thing, or it's too expensive to do this during the whole movie. So, are they not showing it because of budgetary stuff or effects, like just what was possible back then, or are they not doing this because it's like they had two? Is it both? Or <laughs> they had two guys' cousins? Like, hey, could you make us a fucking robot shark? Yeah, man, we got this. Mm-hmm. And then they show up, and it's a fuck. It's 
malfunctioning, falling apart. Yeah. Uh, is it Inside Jaws? Is that the documentary on it? I've heard about, but I haven't pro- seen. Probably it's on it's on the Blu-ray. Really? Okay. Because um, um, yeah, I'm I interested would, now in the. But yeah, it's, it's a great story. Stuff. There's um, an E True Hollywood story, which is what I remember watching. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, this. Uh, yeah, this was just they were early on it, and they had a much a tiny budget yeah. for this movie. And yeah, they were just struggling the whole mm-hmm. thing. Like th- when you actually sh- see the shark um, at the end, that was like end of the, the line money shooting. shot. Yeah, like they, <laughs> this they is had, all we got. We have no more days to shoot. Yeah, and I I was really impressed for a movie from this time that like when you do see the shark, it looks real. It looks real. Like <laughs> I was expecting like yeah, like you know knowing because I'd seen pictures from the set before, you know, just in my life and. So knowing that it's like a big, just a big robot and stuff like that of, yeah, expecting it to look really fake or plastic or something like that, but it looks like rubbery and real mm-hmm. and everything. Um, so yeah, it looks really good. Uh, and then, yeah, at the end of it, doesn't it say that they use some, some of the footage is like real sharks? Oh from, yeah. Like when he's, mm-hmm. when they're underwater and it's attacking the cage, yeah. it's, that's a real shark. So uh, you've seen Finding Nemo, right? Yes. Okay. The big shark. Bruce. Bruce, yeah. The well, name of the robot was Bruce. That was the I've, heard, I've seen that, like, on there's, like, Twitter accounts of, like, fun facts for yeah. movies, and so I'd seen that before. Uh, and if you would believe it, the shark starts to look worse whenever you, uh, the more you go into the sequels. Oh, really? The oh, shark, yeah. the shark for part yeah. three, I don't know what <laughs> the, fu- it was just more like, okay, we're just going to get a puppet. Yeah. Like, a hand puppet. Like, oh, it looked that bad. Was was Spielberg at all involved in no. later ones? Just the first one. Okay. Just the first one. Mm-hmm. I thought he he didn't have anything to do with the second one he at all. He might have been an executive producer. producer but. Okay. Um, and then you get Michael Caine in the fourth one. Oh really? The fourth, I believe, has a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is it's bad, bad. Bad. It's a bummer. It's the most boring thing I have yeah. ever watched. I swear. Well, it's mm-hmm. like. I think the plot isn't the plot like the it's the wife versus the sharks. Yeah, it's Miss Brody. She's just paranoid oh. that they're always after her, and so most <laughs> of the movie it has nothing to do. There's no sharks. Don't live by a beach, lady. It's just it's just <laughs> like I'm doing the dishes. It might come up through the sink. Like, <laughs> Turn dun, on dun, the dun, disposal. Dun, 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 oh gosh. Oh, it's just a crab. It's a snail. <laughs> well, it's so bizarre how I've how many times I've stated that I'm not a fan of horror movies and your number one is Evil my Dead number two. two or both my top two movies are horror movies uh-huh. and like matt just spoiled for I everyone did. i spoiled for uh, everybody my was... number one is evil dead 2 i was waiting for this <laughs> Four years ago, the lone the survivor of an onslaught of flesh-possessing spirits holes up in a cabin with a group of strangers while the demons continue their attack. Now, we need to do a pod- in high school. How will we not? We need to do a podcast over all three of them. Mm-hmm. That's a good good idea. In high school, um, Kyle actually. And I were both into a punk rock band mm. that had a song called Decommendation by Dead by Dawn. Uh. Uh, the uh, subtitle of this movie. And I would listen to it and I'm like, this is a this is probably my favorite song by this band. And That's it was just terrifying. really fun and like creepy lyrics. And when I Googled it, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, this is all about these weird movies 
mm-hmm. um, and uh, it sa- it made me interested. I was a, a a big fan of the band, so I was like, I have to watch these movies, and so I um, found them on on online uh, through certain totally avenues. legally, totally legally. <laughs> Um, and, uh, Kyle will not remember this for whatever reason, but I had over stayed, stayed the night with me, Kyle and my friend, uh, Kramer stayed the night and we watched the evil dead and evil dead Two. I don't remember this. And Kyle does not remember this at all, but I know it was you (sighs) for sure. Um, you probably hated. I mean, Evil Dead is really fucked was up I and terrifying. You probably, you probably it's, you, you probably fell asleep because it was late probably. at night. Yeah, like it was because I do remember uh, probably a couple of times Everett trying to show me these movies or like when people were over at his house and like let's watch Evil Dead too and then like nobody paying attention to oh, it. Oh yeah, for <laughs> sure. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Um, yeah, we had that moment. That was the first time I was seeing them and mm-hmm. the first time Kyle was seeing them. Kyle probably fell asleep, but I was so intent on watching these because of this like this band i'm like okay i have to i'm a super fan i have to i have to know right. know everything they right. talk about yeah and uh then i was just so drawn into the second one the first one i was like oh that was gross and yeah. just uh like a long sluggish like story and like it feels like you're there all night with ash mm-hmm. um but then the second one it was funny and like weird and bizarre and like never knew what was coming just next. The, the most intriguing direction i've ever seen mm-hmm. uh and i it, it was the the first like b movie i'd probably ever seen and i loved it mm-hmm. i and and then i i eventually watched army of darkness and it was like that's that's good too but not as good as the second and like kyle was saying i'd have halloween parties like growing up in high school and stuff and i'd invite people over we'd like have a costume contest and stuff and i would be like and we're watching evil dead 2 and so <laughs> like lights on a crowd of people in the living room watching evil dead 2 and laughing and uh jumping and yeah is this movie it, like yeah it's a great movie. The, the but the main reason like this was the, probably the first movie that i was like that's my favorite movie of all time that's why it's so special uh-huh. some of these movies could probably push it out to number one but simply because for two reasons it was my, the first movie i called number one for me ever and it to this day inspires me as a creator mm-hmm. like the fact that uh sam and you could more attribute evil the evil dead for to this but the fact that sam and his fr- friends bruce and all these other dudes got together and made this movie mm-hmm. uh, is it's inspiring and uh, that's that's a biopic i need to see the making of the evil dead movies the, there is so many there are so many different documentaries about the making of them on the various mm-hmm. dvds and stuff the they they have like no uh stuff from the first one though like they they just have don't have any b roll no because um, it was I mean, all it's so damaged ex- yeah it was so expensive too but yeah, yeah, i would highly recommend going back and listening to uh bruce campbell's book or reading if you're into that but mm-hmm. now is this a zombie movie would you say or is it no, it's a demon movie yeah. demon it's movie possession. okay possession. i heard someone recently talking about the these movies and they were like yeah i'm just not into zombies and they're like it's not a zombie movie i'm like then what is it i don't because dead bodies coming out of the ground, though. But okay, they're possessed no, by demons. No, nothing. Or skeletons coming out of the ground. Well, Linda comes out of the ground. Linda comes out of the yeah. Linda comes out of the ground, but she's obviously possessed. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but okay. none of the other films have. I mean, there's skeletons in the <gasps> third film, but like that's because it's part of the curse, mm. and he didn't grab the book right. And if you don't, if you don't say the words and you grab the book, you raise the army of the dead. Sorry about your laptop. Gotcha. Um, I would love to do a podcast over these and talk mm-hmm. about them with you because I want to hear all your thoughts on them because like we've taught we touched on them here and there and I'm just curious. Um, I know they sold so much of the first one out that the original composer does not own the original recordings of the of the score mm. for the first film. And so he had to go back recently and redo it so they could reissue. They did a really cool vinyl release. Um, and he got to add in like different cues and stuff that he wanted to put in, but they just didn't have the money for. And they didn't have the money for like a full orchestra, right? So like he had like five strings, a synthesizer, and a bass player, a cello player. And that's the entire score Hmm. Um, because they couldn't afford anything more. But it sounds so creepy and it became the foundation of all of those films. And it's a 98 on Rotten Tomatoes. Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I always kind of thought these were like movies that were, yeah, B movies. These are like bad movies. Uh, Yeah, yeah, you know, nobody ever, nobody watches these, but they're actually secretly good. So, interesting. And this was like a soft remake of the first one, would you say, or a complete reboot? So, no, a hard remake of the first. Just a it's, straight remake, even well, though yeah. it's two. So it's so it's a straight remake, but sort of. But then they go. There's a TV series called Ash versus Evil Dead, mm. and Everett hasn't seen it. But I will tell you this: it ties everything together, and suddenly it makes sense why it was like it was. Mm. It's kind of cool. But the yeah, Evil Dead Two initially was meant to be a condensed remake slash expansion of the first film. Mm-hmm. It's just so strange that they named it two. Yeah. But I, you know. I've never really, I've never heard any explanation on that. Yeah. Even I've, listen, I've s- listened to Sam Raimi talk about the movies. I've listened to Bruce Campbell talk about the movies and nobody's ever like <laughs> explained why they always say, yeah, it's more of a remake than a sequel. I That's think all they, they say. If I remember right, they wanted to call it dead by dawn. Mm. And that's why the sequel. That's why the subtitles "Dead by Dawn," um, but they couldn't get funding unless they were making a sequel to Evil mm-hmm. Dead, and Evil Dead had become such a hit in the midnight grindhouse cinemas and stuff. Like they mm-hmm. made money off of it. So like, if you give us, if you say it's Evil Dead Two, because it's kind oh, of the same premise, sell, and yeah. you're using essentially the same cast, like. And if we've learned anything in the horror genre, then people don't care about continuity. So No, they fucking don't. <laughs> Does not matter. So my top 10 of Everett's top 10, my least favorite is Jurassic Park. Yeah, of course. And these are, and, okay. And so I didn't, I haven't seen two of these. I, I didn't rank two of these. I didn't rank, uh, I didn't rank John Wick 2 or uh, Raiders. So. Uh, so then after that, it's Jaws. And then it's UHF. And then top 10. Okay, so 10 is Rear Window. 9 is Star Trek. 8 is Planet of the Apes. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. 8. 7 is Spider-Man. 6 is Guardians. 5 is Iron Giant. 4 is Aladdin. 3 is Thor 3. 2 is Blade Runner. And 1 is Evil Dead 2. Oh, cool. Do you agree on that one? That's good. I don't know what my ranking would be. They're all good. Um, the only one I haven't seen is Rear Window, I don't think. But it's do you classic. own all these movies, Everett? Uh, I think so. Rear Window—that's what I've heard some people say. Rear is Window. If you don't own it, then 
Rear Window I own. I haven't bought it on Blu-ray. I only have it on DVD. Mm-hmm. I need to rebuy it. Um, I th- is it Rear Window where there's the... No it, the, the kid spoils the big one of the big shocks. I don't think so. Okay, maybe it's North by Northwest. Mm, probably. There's a gunshot or two, and like if you watch, there's a kid on the screen that's literally like, he's like looking around all suspiciously, and then you see him cover his ears for like a good two seconds, and then the gunshots happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. It's it's like not the focal point of the screen. It's kind of off to the side. Mm-hmm. It's a little kid in blue. Oh. Yeah, I, I don't know if it's my favorite Hitchcock movie. I think it would probably be my favorite because I also really like Vertigo. Um, I really like The Man Who Knew Too Much. Have you ever seen Frenzy? Basically all the James Stewart movies. <laughs> Have you seen Frenzy? I don't think so. It was like his last one. Hmm. It's a... Uh, it was his take on trying to do... He tried to make a Jallo film. Hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. It's just funny because he, like, kind of inspired that genre. He did inspire that genre. <laughs> and then he wanted... He was he was inspired by it and tried to do a film, like an American version of that film. Yeah, that's and, the only one I don't own the Blu-ray of, Kyle, hmm. if that answers your question. So, yes, I am a fan of all oh, these movies. No, I just wanted question, to solidify question. that you weren't some you. kind of poser. All right. Um, I thought about asking for everyone to share their top 10, but I thought that would take too long. And Matt, I was, I was really curious to see what your top 10 would be, but I was almost positive that all 10 would be movies that us and no one has ever heard of. So. I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. I mean, you would find like the alien, one of the alien films up there. Um, I, I probably would put like maybe Terminator and then there'd be some weird ones up there for sure. But so Wolf Cop or another Wolf Cop would be on there? Another Wolf Cop would be on there. Just that one? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because, I mean, I would, I would I would, do like Everett where you can pick sure, one you can't, from the franchise. can't dominate the whole list. Gotcha. Yeah. Just like the Alien films, like which one would I pick? Like, oh, that, I almost really, put really, Aliens really... in there, but yeah. really? I was just like, God, I don't. It was so hard to choose all yeah. I would probably have these. To, I would yeah. probably have to put Aliens if I had to pick one. Like, I'm working on mine, but it's it's... This I've is kind of fun. Like we, we could do like a top yeah. 10 centric list series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Everett, but you are in luck because Jaws, you said, is near number two. But once again, you're in luck because The Meg comes out. Oh, <laughs> fuck The Meg. Uh, in, I think a week or two. This is coming out pretty soon. Do you know? Okay, so The Meg is like doing this whole thing where it's like, it's like their poster art is like a big shark eating Jaws eating oh, the person really? yeah there's a poster God. like that i haven't seen that yeah and it's uh, like it's gee. yeah it's talking about how it's the biggest short film ever da, da, da. is it an homage they, or is that a slap in the face no to a it's great movie it's meant to be kind of like uh like my dick's bigger than yeah, yours like that's so what disrespectful that is. I, well i think it's supposed to be uh tongue-in-cheek but but they did this already there was a film called mm. it's called monster shark out of italy and the marketing was exactly what the meg is like it had a big shark eating the jaw shark eating it's the just person. it's so unnecessary because first we've seen so many shark movies shark and nato there's been so yeah they're still being made still, no like yeah, they we're just ridiculous over tons the tons of movies. these just straight to dvd what was it's the ridiculous. one we saw it was like matt, exorcism of the shark or, or sharkism i don't remember there Jaws me and matt were walking through the our uh local video store and they have a ton of these dvds oh, yeah. that are just like like sharknado but not like as well known there was this possession shark film where the fucking shark 
needed an exorcist and the tagline was you're gonna need a bigger cross <laughs> swear to god this movie exists <laughs> and i was just like we have to keep... i do remember that because <laughs> the to... bigger the cross the better the exorcism <laughs> i was like oh we have to see this we have to watch this, this be great. Like, yeah they oh, also man. had one that was uh jurassic dead which was yeah uh, dinosaur zombies <laughs> come back yeah, but spoiler alert for Back to the Future 2, but, you know, you get that joke in there about uh, Jaws 19, mm-hmm. and, you know, kind of a joke that they keep on making them, but, like, they basically they have. Did. Like, there's been well over 19 shark movies, just not necessarily in the Jaws franchise. Yeah, so why Jason that. Statham? Why do we need him in a, in a shark movie? That's I'm, all I'm I disappointed in Rain Wilson just for that decision <laughs> to, yeah, to jump on doing? board with this. But he's out, of, he's out of office residence. Yeah, he's just lost his mind, I guess, but... I mean, Okay, it's called Shark Exorcist, and the fucking on the front of the box it also says Satan has jaws. <laughs> God. Oh man. But yeah, so so we've seen all these B movie of shark movies. That's fine. But then also we just saw Jurassic World too, which basically one of the dinosaurs is a giant shark yeah. as well. It's going around eating. That surfers, way bigger so. than the Meg. Yeah. Jeez. So I'm like, we've Jurassic, seen this. There's so Jurassic much. Shark. Of course there is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just going through the fucking list. Yeah. So I mean, maybe maybe a double feature of Jaws versus the Meg. You know, that'd be that'd be fun to do. <laughs> Hopefully Jaws wins. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> Jaws just takes down the Meg. I mean, I I'm, ten bucks says Jason Statham just punches the shark in the face. <laughs> <laughs> oh no doubt. <laughs> You know that's like in his in his contract. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. mean, punch okay. it in the face but or I'm own. fucking it. You pick. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to show? This has been a Second Mob podcast. For more audio content or information on this podcast, please visit secondmob.com. Bada bing, bada boom. Woo!